What is going on, people? Tuesday Takeover is back. It's actually Tuesday, so you're welcome for that. Awesome Norton, Nolan Brooks in quarantine from two different locations. There's no sports going on, but we're bringing you the entertainment anyways. You're welcome. Nolan, say what's up to the people. How are you, everybody? Uh, I'm enjoying my my slumber, rocking the rocking the KU hat today. We have a special special topic for you people, but uh, overall, I'm doing good. There is no March Madness, unfortunately, this year. I think the championship would it have happened? It would have happened yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. I posted about it. I saw posts on. Uh, the NCAA's Instagram and their Twitter and stuff like that. So that's just crazy to think about. That's yep. just crazy. Nolan and I would have been talking about it literally all day today in the X106 studio, but we're bringing you a podcast without March Madness. So Nolan and I are going to do this weekly podcast, short little thing. And today's topic, we're going through the top five March Madness moments of all time. We each have five moments that are on our top five. Now, I don't know about Nolan, but from my list, I went for five moments that I remember the most and I like the most. Like, obviously, I could have gone with, look, th- there are five that should probably be on, like, everyone's list. Texas Western winning it all, obviously, the Glory Road movie. That's one. Christian Leitner's shot, that's another one. I mean, Magic versus Larry Bird, that's another one. Like, those are automatics like qualifiers in my opinion, but I did five that I personally remember and personally saying, I will never forget where I was. I will never forget this moment. I don't know what you did for your list, but that's what I did for my list. Yeah, that's definitely, well, I mean, two of them, I will admit, I mean, that's fair. I mean, that's fine. I have two I have that are – moments where it's memorable for me. Yeah. Oh, for, yeah. In KU's purposes. But the other three, I mean, I'm going to – I promise, I'm going to surprise you with one of these. You're not going to see it coming. I'm high. And you'll like it. Michael Jordan's game winner, that's another one. Like, the list goes on and on of all these oh, moments. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Mark Madness's Twitter is actually, for all of you out there listening slash watching this right now, Go out, check out their Twitter. They had a, like a full 64-team team bracket of all these moments. Crazy. And I think the national championship just happened. It was UMBC, and then Illinois had come back in 2005 against Arizona. And that's the other team in the national championship. That was like Bruce Weber. That was Bill Self's team that Bruce Weber took over when Bill Self went to KU. So there's a little local tie there for you. Um, but, gosh. I'm so excited. Should we just get started? Yeah, let, let's do it. Let's. let's so here's how they're going to work. I'm going to give my five, my number five. No one's going to give his number five, four, four, three, three, et cetera. So do you want to start? I'll let you start. I'll let you start with your number five. Okay. So my number five, I already told you, I have two KU ones. So number five I, is a I, KU I would do, one. I would, if I were you, I'd probably do all five KU. So, number five for me, Kansas defeating Duke in OT to send home Grayson Allen and Marvin Bagley in the Elite Eight to move on to the Final Four. Now, that Final Four matchup for KU against Villanova was not pretty. It wasn't pretty. pretty One of the worst performances we've seen in a Final Four. (laughs) Anyway, uh, but that was just super memorable for me because 
Duke, that Duke team was similar to how Zion and R.J. Barrett were. There was so much hype around them, and they were like, Duke is the team to beat in the tournament. Absolutely. But then, you know, the matchup kind of lined up to where KU and Duke were going to meet in the Elite Eight, battle the Blue Bloods, perfect matchup. Then KU comes out, and they considered it a stunner of a game because they thought Duke would run away with that with the amount of talent they had. And that was Grayson Allen's senior year, right? So it was like all the buildup. This was Grayson Allen's time, and it was – who was with him? Was it uh, – gosh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Who was with him? They had uh, a point guard. Marvin Bagley. Marvin well, Bagley. Yeah, Marvin Bagley, too, because yeah. he, had, he had graduated a year early yeah. to come to Duke and play his year so he could get to the NBA, but he was trying to win a national championship, obviously. Yeah, exactly. And there was all this hype around Marvin Bagley and, and you know, Grayson Allen was one of the best players in the country at that point. And so, you know, there was a lot of – there was a lot built around that game, a lot more than it might seem. And so that's why I made my number five. Me personally as a KU fan, it was oh, good yeah. to see a matchup like that. And from a basketball perspective, would KU and Duke play each other in postseason time? It's oh, you, yeah. oh, yeah, you got to watch it. So, Do you remember where you were – when you watched, like, do you remember exactly where you were, what you did, all that? Because I remember exactly, I was driving back to school. I was in the car driving. I did, wasn't even watching it. I was listening to KU's play-by-play, and on Grayson Allen's shot that, I mean, hit every single part of the rim and didn't go in. The way that that was described on the radio, I was like, what just happened? How did he not make it? And then I went back and watched the video, and I still was like, how did he not make it? It's so crazy. I just remember I, that's like all these moments. I remember exactly where I was. I was driving in the car on my way to Wichita, listening to it, and I could not believe that it didn't go in. Well, yeah, I was I was at home with my dad and my brother, yeah. and we all had on our KU jerseys, and we were sitting around the TV. And I remember our hearts just stopping when that final that Grayson Allen floater went up, and oh man, it was. Insane. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's a great that's a great way to start this off. So my number five is one that is kind of close to my chest. It's one that people talk about a lot, but people are like, it's the what if. It's the what if. It probably would be number one had it gone in. And this is Gordon Hayward's half-court heave against Duke in the national championship that everyone remembers hit off the backboard and hit off the front of the rim. And it was just like, ever, like even the, Jim Nance was like, oh, it almost went in. Before he said, Duke's the national champion and all this, he said, oh, how did that not go in? Because everyone was like, how did that not go in? It's exactly what we were talking about with Grayson Allen. And this is close because that team for Butler, Gordon Hayward, knocked out K-State in the Elite Eight, made it to the Final Four, and they should have beaten Duke on that half-court shot, and I'll never forget it because I was like, I just sat there. We just all sat there and sounds like, how did this not go in? That's why it's my number five. It would, tr- If it would have went in, I think it would be number one on probably everyone's list. That's oh, how yeah. it I have a non-game winner in my top five. So that- I mean, that, that's not completely crazy to put it in there. I mean, it's probably one of the most talked-about misses 
that oh, college yeah. basketball has had. And so just just kind of thinking about how elite that Butler program was two years in a row. I mean, there's not many programs that make it to the national championship two years in a row. And so yeah. especially a team that was not on any radars. And to repeat like that was outstanding. And, I mean, unfortunately for them, they didn't win either one. But Gordon oh, Hayward, that was almost Gordon Hayward's kind of coming out party oh, moment. Because they're like, wow, you know, who is this kid? And then you go and watch hey, his film from the tournament right. and all that and how Brad good he was. And Got a job with Boston in the NBA. He was leads to the NBA going to the Jazz, and now he's – making big money with the Celtics. So I mean, yeah, that a miss a missed shot leads to all that. So I mean Dude, I, I'm not a I'll I never forget be upset. It. So I'll never forget it. What a great way to start number four. What a great way to start this off. My gosh. All right. Here's your surprise for you. All right. My number four, nineteen eighty three national championship. NC State versus Houston and Akeem Olajuwon, yeah. Coach V, the yeah. upset tip at the buzzer to win the national championship. That's the reason great. the reason I have it at, at number four is Coach Valvano is probably one of my biggest inspirations, and he's I think he's probably my favorite coach of all time. Wow. Uh, just just the way he approached the game, and he took that underdog mentality, and made that team who they were with that underdog mentality all but led them you know they started out they they were not very good when they started out that was the god honest truth with it and he built up a program with seniors and juniors that returned competing against a blue bud in north carolina in the same state exactly you know competing against very very big teams at the time houston and akeem olajuwon were I mean, Clyde Drexler was on that team as well. I mean, if you would have thought that NC State beat them. 30 30 on that team, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, if you would have thought that that would lead to such a, a, a big moment, I mean, you would seem crazy with who they played. But in That's hindsight, one. one of the greatest moments of all time for me personally was, you know, going back and watching that and seeing how that team built up and then, Leading to the national championship win was really cool. That's a that's a great that's another one of those like that's a top five all timer like should yeah. be on kind of and it's because of like how they won it like that with the the heave they was like oh a three for the win oh no it's a tip slam and then Valvano's running around like somebody somebody like hug me or something he's just running around looking for somebody to like tackle it's that's cl- iconic like. They show that in pretty much every March Madness, like, preview and promo and everything because it's a top five all the time. That's a good Oh, one. yeah. Absolutely. Number four for me. This time, it's a half-court shot that actually went in, and it is close to the neck of the woods. Paul Jesperson with you and I, half-court buzzer beater over Texas. I believe it was in 2016 is when this happened. Texas made a big comeback. They tied the ball game up. Everyone's like, oh, here we go. We're going to OT. Next thing you know, Paul Jesperson gets a great look. Center of half court, buries it. Game over. Game winner. No doubt. It was in. He got it off in time. 
And it was so good. It was like, Jesper, we play this in our intro. We play this in our intro to our show of Tuesday Takeover. It's like, Jesperson at the buzzer. Wow, oh, like, he got it. He got it. Never forget it. Because I was personally like, okay, Big 12, Texas, you know, come on. And then this guy's like, wow, are you kidding me? Like, I couldn't even imagine losing a game like that. Half court for the win. Never forget it. Yeah, Northern Iowa's given me as a KU fan some fans. They have. They have. So I'm yeah, not surprised. I, mean, I don't have it on my list, but that's another one that. Yeah, that's that's that. Northern Iowa's definitely a notorious bracket busting team. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Number three. All right. This one, stereotypical, I know, but yeah, I mean, you got to talk about it. UMBC upsetting Virginia. To become the first 16 seed to be a one seed. If I don't quote me on this, but it was like 130 something and oh, at that point that one seeds were yeah. against 16 seeds. So UMBC to come out and have that upset. And it was not like a buzzer beater. They won by like 18 or something like that. They came out and they outplayed Virginia. Now, in a way, you could kind of tie back into that. Uh, you know, a, a moment that you could compare with that and keep in context is that the very next year, Virginia came back and won the national championship. So, yeah, UN, that UNBC truly, basically set them up for absolutely. success in a way. Because oh. that was like the ultimate meltdown do to you come think, back and win a national title. Do you think Virginia would have won had that not happened? Uh, more than likely, with how well okay. they were playing. I think 100% that's a factor. That gave them an added edge. Because the only possible way they could redeem themselves for the absolute course of history was winning it the next year. Yeah. The only way they could do it. Because they, did it. they wouldn't have won. That would have literally loomed over their entire program forever. Never would oh, have yeah. been forgotten. Because everyone would say, aha, you lost to a 16 seed. But now they can say, yeah, but we won it the next year. So that just like, oh, yeah, that's true. You know, it cancels out the argument. Exactly. But at the same time, that moment is still there. People still talk about it. Oh, the yeah. only 16 seed to do it. Uh, for it should now. be on everyone's top five. Exactly. It's on my top five. Exactly. But my number three, I'm sorry to do this to you, Nolan. Trey Burke, Michigan. Hitting the three to send it to OT to knock out KU, the number one overall seed in the Sweet 16. I'm sorry, Nolan. This one is a little personal for me, though, because I live in Lawrence, for one. I don't know why I agreed to do this, but I did. I'm glad I did. I went to a KU watch party with all my high school friends, all KU fans, obviously. KU was up by 14, if I'm not mistaken, with like four minutes left in the game. All my friends kind of started and eh, not paying attention. Like, all right, sweet. We're moving on to the Elite Eight. Stopped kind of paying attention. Started like, you know, talking about their next matchup, all these little things. Well, I was like ignoring all that because I didn't want to hear any of the KU hype. I was like, nah, I don't care. I started paying a little more attention to the game. I was like, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Michigan's coming back. They're like, nah, nah. I was like, no, hold on a minute. They are. They're coming back. And then when Trey Burke hit that shot, I was like, oh, I was like, it happened. It happened. They literally, all of them, I'll never forget, they all just fell to the floor and were like, no, no. 
And then Michigan comes out in overtime, five straight points, never looked back, won it. I'm sorry, Nolan, to bring up this memory to you, but I will just never forget it because of the environment that I was in. And the KU watch party, everyone was like, nah, we got it, we got it. I was like, hold on, hold on. And then he hit that, sent it in overtime. They went in overtime, moved to the Elite Eight. Incredible. Incredible. Well, I mean, I, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't consider that one of the greatest shots in college basketball. Ridiculous. I mean, the man pulled up from basically half court. Yeah. It was yeah. – and it wasn't like It was like past a, Steph Range. It was like it was Steph a, Range a little bit past. It wasn't like a, like a half court heave, a prayer – no, it was like he set shot. Like he's like, blocks oh, in. Yeah, he pulled up with intent of shooting that oh, in yeah. full form and everything. So yeah, definitely, Gosh. definitely one of the craziest shots ever. I was very upset by that. It was a jaw dropper, but it happens. It's March. When else would it happen? That's so like trust me. We've all we have all had our heartbreak. Trust me. Absolutely. Gosh. Number two. Number two. Another stereotypical one, but oh man, I love this. Florida Gulf Coast Dunk City Magic. Oh, against man, that's Porter. such a good one. I'm and so Otto glad you Porter, had that on your list. Powerhouse, Georgia Town. Georgia Town was revived that year. God. Number one seed in the tournament. They were like, oh, man, this is the best they've been since Patrick Ewing was there. Yep. They came out. Otto Porter was the guy to play against. And then Florida Gulf Coast is throwing behind the head alley-oops and catching lobs, and it was absolutely insane. Probably oh. one probably one of the more impressive, like, I would say non-fundamental ways of winning oh, yeah. in college basketball. You're not used to lobs. <laughs> well, besides KU this year, they threw a lot of lobs. I mean, that was all they did to Udoka. But it was literally Dunk City. That's how they won it. <laughs> on fast breaks, how often in college basketball on a fast break do you see a Dwayne Wade type play throw it? It was like an the NBA All Star game. Exactly. They were just literally running and just throwing it because they knew someone was going to go get it. Exactly. Just so throw it, it around was, the rim. Someone's going to catch it. It was crazy to just watch them almost. I don't want to disrespect it by saying it was street ball, but it was street ball in a way, and it worked because people were catching the lobs. They were having fun in the game, and they simply yeah. outplayed Georgetown. Dude, nobody could believe it because Georgetown, you're right, was the two seed, Florida Gulf Coast of 15, and everyone was just like, no way, this won't happen. And the and mostly because they weren't, like, playing, like, incredible defense or, like – you know, all these, like, oh, they're just hitting lucky threes. No, they were just literally sprinting and throwing it and just dunking it the whole game. And that's why it was so incredible. I'm so happy that's on your list. Yeah. Because that is iconic. Awesome. Yeah. God, Never forget it. So Lob good. City in Florida Gulf Coast. Oh, that's so good. That's yeah. so good. My number two is one you already mentioned. It's UMBC over Virginia. Absolute must. I don't know if it'll ever happen again. I don't think it'll ever happen again. The 16 seed being Virginia, it was actually great for me because it helped Kansas State a little bit. Um, but so that was so I, that's why I was like, watch this. 
no one was – I don't know if anyone was really watching the game intensely. Like, oh, it's close, but one seed always ends up winning. I was watching the whole game because I knew K-State was going to play Virginia next. So I was like, oh, I got to watch Virginia. I got to see what, what, what they do, you know. And I was like, this isn't going to happen. And then there was a point in that game you knew it was going to happen. You're like, wait, this is going to happen. Like, they're going to win. And it was the classic shock and awe. UMBC makes history in Charlotte. Also in our Tuesday takeover entry. Because <laughs> it's an it's iconic one in the top five list. Should be in everyone's top five list. Because what everyone thought couldn't happen actually happened and probably won't ever happen again. So Exactly. That's number two for me. And now the moment you've all been waiting for. Number one, all-time March moments for each of us. Nolan? All right. Well, it's recently become a tie for me between two events. Okay. Okay. I think I get where you're going with this because there's one that's on here that you haven't mentioned yet. So I I think I know where you're going with this. Okay. So it's a tie. I'll start with. Mario Chalmers three at the buzzer. There it is. Yep, send it to OT against Memphis and Derrick Rose. I mean, that they that essentially led to KU winning the national title in 08. I know that hurts your heart to hear, but that's Derrick one Rose. of the greatest Make shots of all time. Make a free throw, Derrick Rose. Make a free throw. I mean, you talk about it. I mean, they replayed that on TV for a reason. I mean, that was one of the best national championship games you're going to get. That was one of the first times in a while that you kind of saw a game going to OT and have the extra uh, set of play to where, you know, how, how rested are these kids? Are these kids ready to run an OT in a big environment like this? And KU came out on top. Now, I don't know if I've ever told you this. I actually have some memorabilia from that national championship game. My uncle you really? that. My uncle's a KU fan, went to that game. It's the only KU thing I own is that San Antonio Final Four with UCLA, Memphis, KU, and North Carolina. And that I had the Final Four hat with the Cowboy hat logo in 08. Only KU thing that I own is that Final Four memorabilia. So. See, you, you can't forget about it. You can't forget about it. You really but, can't. Uh, it, it, it's a tie now recently and i know this isn't division one it's division two northwest winning their second national championship to finish the perfect 38 no season wow i mean you you gotta talk about it all all freshman team to come out and go undefeated and win a national championship was unbelievable i remember watching it on tv and seeing Coach Mack with the net around his there. neck and just watching it was great. Yeah, I know you were there. You were in Evansville. It was I ridiculous. I was down in Florida on vacation watching it on TV. And just getting to watch that, considering that I went to the first one in 2016, I actually went and watched it right. live in person. To see another one happen was even better. And a perfect season, I mean, you literally can't do any better. So, I mean, for that to be my alma mater and my school to do that was outstanding. So, that's why it is now tied with Mario Chalmers' moment 
just because Man. it's my alma mater with my favorite Division One team. So they're Gosh. tied. I didn't even think. I didn't even think about. I mean, that's got to be like a number one for me too. Then I guess because I was there, I watched it happen. It was unbelievable. I literally lost my voice. Gosh, I mean. My dad and I went down and we held the trophy afterwards. Like, gosh, man. Yeah, that's, that's got to be a tie for me, number one. Uh, but the one that I actually had was Division One still. And it was – I'm surprised you didn't have this in your top five. Um, but it was Villanova, Chris Jenkins for the national championship game winner. After what Marcus Page did to tie it with his shot, and then Jenkins comes down, he's trailing after inbounding it. You knew it was in. Like, everyone knew he's like, oh, he's trailing. He's there. he's open. Cash money. See, when I was watching that, I knew he was going to – that DiVincenzo was going to give the ball up. Oh, yes. Yeah. he was their hot hand all For night. Sure. Now, Jenkins was playing very good, too. But DiVincenzo was their What's hot the hand. What's the guy? Oh, yeah. And you're there, you're like, oh, they're going to double team DiVincenzo, and he's going to kick it out to Jenkins, who was the best three point shooter of the night. I literally sat there and told my dad, I was like, watch, DiVincenzo gives the ball up to Jenkins at the buzzer. (laughs) And it freaking happened. Because, I mean, just watching that game, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. The disrespect is not in my top five. It's it's up here, it's in my top five. But for these purposes, that's fair. I I have some better ones that were more memorable for myself, but Gosh. you're you're right on the money. That's that's one of the craziest endings. How often does a national championship end on a buzzer beater? I I just exactly that's that's why it's my number one because it won the championship. Like it didn't send it to OT. It won it at the buzzer. I'll never forget it. I was in my college dorm room my freshman year. I was hosting a watch party. I was on the same floor as the football team. And literally the entire hall all started yelling at the same time and just, like, blew up the building. We all were just yelling. We all went out in the halls and started sprinting back and forth in the halls because we were like, there's no way that that just happened. We'll never forget it. And that's, that's the kicker for me, too, is what you just said, is how it won the national championship. It wasn't an OT. It wasn't – an elite eight to make the final four. It literally was the game winner for the national championship. Just absolutely. God, what I mean, the list we could go on for literally hours talking about this. Oh yeah. Northwest man, let's eat. I'm so well done. <laughs> I'm so happy that that made it because that's now made it for me too. Cause I experienced that live and it was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Exactly. Gosh. What are we going to talk about next week? Like, this is incredible. Don't worry. We'll think of something. We're keeping y'all in quarantine from being bored. That's what we're doing here. And you're welcome for that. Because, honestly, it's keeping myself from boredom. Because there's no sports going on. What does a sports broadcaster do without sports? Other than play 2K and MLB The Show. Because that's all I've been doing. That's my sports fix for the day. That's what I do. So, now we have this once a week. And it's so fantastic. So thank you for being with us. We really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We we are struggle busing through this hiatus of <laughs> no sports with you, but I right here with you. We are right here. here with you. 
Oh, man. Nolan, say goodbye to the people because we're here next week, so don't miss out. <laughs> yeah. Guys, stay safe. Absolutely. It's, it's not – unfortunately, to be negative here for a second, it's not getting better. Just continue to practice good hygiene. Wash your hands. Stay inside. Don't be stupid. Just, you know, the, the more we attack this the smart way, the faster this will get over with, the faster the sports come back, and then you don't have to listen to me whine about not having sports. I literally couldn't have said it better myself. We will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast edition of Tuesday Takeover. We don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but it'll be entertaining. See you then.